and I become King George, and I got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I don't move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. joining us on the Evil Examined podcast. Uh, this week, we have a special guest in the studio, John the Skeptic, to join us for the Forbidden Five. John, how's it going, brother? It's going great. It's going uh, so good, I can't control myself. <laughs> you sound excited. Yeah, uh, I'm ecstatic right now. <laughs> seeping through your pores. Yeah, it's, every fiber of my being is vibrating. I can feel it. I feel yeah. I feel the it's vibrations. Electric, electricity in the air. Yo. Do you guys feel it? This is the most electrifying man in the podcast. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we sure are grateful that you will grace us with your presence. Uh, but, and I think, I think before we get into the story, uh, well, the stories of the Forbidden Five, terrible tweakers, um, Real quick, just head over to www.evilexamined.com if you want to check out uh, the content that we put up involving the episodes. I can tell you with this one in particular, there will be a few videos that are added that are just fucking insane. Um, But also, our entire back catalog is there. If you do want to support the podcast, you can donate there by clicking the PayPal button on the homepage. Um, and also, my horror books are there. Uh, the Aaron Beauregard Horror tab. You could click that to see my uh, award-nominated masterpiece, The Slob. The Slob. And um, as well as all my other works. And that's also greatly appreciated if you're into reading horror. But uh, I don't want to go on too long for the intros. Try not to do that. I think we got a lot of good content today. So what do you say we get right into the Forbidden Five. Forbidden Five. Smackheads, crackheads, dope fiends, junkies, bums, dusties, addicts, whatever you want to call them, these are folks who need drugs to survive. Life just wouldn't be the same if it wasn't flashing before their eyes as they were rolling into the top of their skulls while having a seizure and urinating on themselves in an opium den. You know, that's just the life they chose. We've all been there. (laughs) Um, 
But say what you want about these narrow-sighted custies. But more often than not, drug addicts can handle their shit. They may pester you here or there, uh, you know, but once they scrape up a few bucks, you know, to uh, get their shit, they're out of your hair for a while usually, right? <laughs> Guys, yeah? You with me on that? Usually, yeah. Usually. But, uh, you know, they're off to peck their arm for a brief escape or fill their lungs with a temporary forgetfulness. And you may think we're discussing them today, you know, with a title like Terrible Tweakers, but you're wrong. Today we'll be cracking down on the rookies, the ones that took a hot dose and out of nowhere became famous for a night. These are the brutal benders that change lives. But before we get into the embarrassment of others, let us first embarrass ourselves. Does anyone want to share a story of their worst bender they've been on? Or if, you know, if it wasn't you, quote unquote, you could tell us about your friend or, so, or a good bender story? Uh, I had this job where I had to travel oh, for work. And there was one night when I went, I used to live on a street that had like, I don't know, 17 bars on it and I knew everyone <laughs> I got free drinks from every bar so needless course, to say girl absolutely <laughs> ended up at this one karaoke slash bar slash Chinese restaurant the Yenwar <laughs> shout out to the Yenwar and Gary Hello. yo <laughs> um they have it all yeah so um got pretty trashed I don't know what happened to my keys or anything the next day I was supposed to get on a flight, but I didn't have my car keys, which like you, you know, the key fob ones. I didn't have my license. I didn't have anything. So I couldn't get onto the plane and I couldn't go fly for my job. And I had to call and make up a story about it. So, and you also had a headache the entire time. I was probably still drunk. Didn't you also have a great story about, um, Doing stand-up comedy one night when you were wasted. Yeah, Yo. I also did that. Really? Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you I killed. Actually, you I was killed actually, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like got a really good reaction. They asked me to come back, but before I went up there, they could tell I was fucking drunk and shouldn't. And I was by myself. Like I wandered away from the people I was with. Um, the safety net. Yeah, and so it's this place, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like. You're here for the stand-up comedy? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he meant doing it. And then later, so put me on the thing. And then later he's like, all right, uh, have you done this before? And I said, no. And he's like, okay, think of five things you want to talk about that you can talk about for a minute each and write it down on a napkin. And that's what I did. And that's the, how, how the Forbidden Five came about, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> Origins. <laughs> The rest was history. Gene, tell us, tell oh, us one of your tales. There's too many, man. Um, just give us a good one, though. One that comes to mind is the the bachelor party. Um, <laughs> your cousins. Oh my god, that was bad. Yeah, there was a lot of lost uh, people. No, well, it wasn't a lot of lost people. There's one guy that was lost behind a dumpster, wasn't he? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and that, I remember Ruined someone tried to pay for drinks with someone else's license, and then that's when they threw us out of the bar. I don't think <laughs> so, it was a license. It was, wasn't it like... Uh, it's like an ID card. An ID card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a credit card. He tried to... <laughs> no, no, it was... 
it made no sense. He gave them a license, and they're like, they're like, oh, the drinks will be this much. He gave them a license, and they're like, you're they're fucking pissed. wasted, like, you <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? And then they just threw us all out. They kicked us all out. Uh, there was a lot of vomiting. Tell us one of your a- more personal benders, though. Personal? Uh, yeah, get a little more personal for us. I know uh, you got some good ones. You just don't want to give it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to incriminate anyone else that I was with. Um, <laughs> Hmm. What do you know of any? Do you remember any of mine? It's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll save it for another day. You promise me that you you give me something good in the future, though. Damn. Okay. Next time I ask you, because drugs come up often. So, <laughs> John, what do you got? Um, I used to black out when I got really drunk, <laughs> and I would like, uh, I pissed a lot of places that I probably shouldn't have. I remember one once it was the year after we had graduated high school and we were down at the shore and uh, a bunch of dudes from my high school would go down there for the summer and work places. So we stayed at this crappy shore hotel that was near the beach. And at some point I had wandered out of the room and uh, passed out in like this like vestibule area that was like, you know, this little nook. And I've, Slept there all night and must have puked all over the place. <laughs> and uh, we saw these two guys that we had gone to high school with, like, later in the day. Uh, and they worked at the hotel. And we were like, oh, yeah, how's, how's everything going down here? And they're like, oh, this job's great. He's like, but we had to clean up some asshole's puke. Who <laughs> <laughs> puked overnight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And it was me. I was the one that <laughs> awesome. had to pick up, clean up, so... It's so funny you say that because that was what happened at the bachelor party too. Ronnie, I'm talking, you and Ronnie are the king of projectile vomit. Yeah, I I just remembered while he was talking about vomiting at the bar and shit because of my birthday. (laughs) That one came to mind. Uh, I'm talking exorcist level vomit, like better than the exorcist. I've never seen nothing like it. (laughs) And uh, it was in this bar. It was only us in the bar. It was a complete scum joint. Yeah, it was down the street. I was already trashed before stepping in that place. And uh, I was pretty high, too. I was, was like, already feeling sick. And you're like, oh, let's go. Let's go down the street, the corner corner bar over there and play some pool and shit. And then uh, we all went over there. And I was already tapping out. Uh, He had his head down on the fucking (laughs) desk, like, "Uh," just, like, making noises. And and he kept feeding me drinks. Uh, My my buddy at the time, Jose, he was uh, just... Uh, and you kept feeding me drinks and shit. I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then uh, I felt it. I felt it coming. We were all sitting down. And I was like, oh, shit, it's coming. So I tried to, I tried to run out uh, the side door. And they're like, oh, no, you can't go out there. Uh, there's a, that's the emergency. Uh, it had thingy. a big fire thing that said the <laughs> fire department will come if you do it. And I, and I was doing it as a courtesy. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there so I don't throw up there. And I was like, they're like, oh, you can't go out that way. I was like. All right, then. <laughs> and just fucking projectile vomited everywhere. I, I don't even remember how. There was three separate went. waves of it. <laughs> like one. And it, it was just like, I couldn't imagine he had anything else in him after that first one. That's how much there was. He had two more waves in him. Unbelievable. Impressive. But to go back to your point, Ronnie, on the way up from my cousin's bachelor party, threw up in the elevator like everywhere. And it reminded me of... Very similar to what Gene did. 
and we did, you know, in the morning we were going back down, and uh, some lady was like, "Oh, don't take the elevator." Some asshole threw up in it yesterday, and we're like, "Fucking people, they suck, huh?" You fucking know? animals. You're lucky there wasn't a camera in there, like right back when this happened to me, there weren't. Kind of wish there was a camera in there. The cameras everywhere, that. like there are now. I had a pretty good one where me and Darren both pissed our pants in the same night. That was pretty funny. Oh, you told me about that. That's yeah, cool. I just kept like. Um, I kept some girl at the, at the uh, old Snookers, like the old one that was like more of a shitty, like dark bar kind of. Do you know those like chemistry set looking trays of shots? Yeah. She just kept giving them to me and I wasn't even, and I just kept taking them and I must've drank like, I don't know, like 16 shots or so. It was insane. And uh, I was passing out like, and the bouncer came up. He's like, you can't fucking sleep in here. <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm not sleeping, man. I'm not. And then I don't remember how I got home. Daron said he drove us home oh, and he pissed his pants in the car. While Was that his car or your car? My car. And oh, then nice. and then I woke up and I just had these beads that said Bacardi Gras on it, like instead of Mardi Gras. And I was I just next thing I knew, I was in my underwear, urine all over my fucking bed with just these beads on. And then Daron's sleeping on the couch and shit. And I'm just like, wow, man, we're fucking scumbags. Like, this is just like a Friday night. There's nothing special. You know, like. That was the golden age. The golden shower, yeah. But, (laughs) all right. So there we go. We got got some good stories out there. Uh, You guys should send us any of yours. uh, Any people (laughs) listening? You have any. Epic Benders. Go oh, ahead, that'd send be it. great. Yeah, you could send Email them it. to evilexamine at gmail.com. That's a great idea. Yeah. Please send them. But let's get into the Forbidden Five. So the first one I call Permanent Vacation. Shit. Sounds like fun. Pretty cool, right? I wouldn't yeah. mind one of those. Yeah. We'll see how fun it gets. But <laughs> uh, Beta Coffee. Yeah, that's his real name. Huh? I never heard that one, but it's pretty cool. Um, of San Francisco was staying with five longtime friends who had rented a home in Bodega Bay for Independence uh, for Independence Day holiday weekend. Um, so during during the I think the second day they were there, police said that coffee consumed about two doses of the hallucinogenic drug LSD, also known as acid, of course. And he had become delusional by 3 p.m. Isn't that the worst when you're completely fucked in its middle of the day? <laughs> like at night, you feel like you can hide and blend in with the depravity a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But midday benders, oof, they never end well usually. And this one certainly didn't. Um, so, and that was around the time after he took those first two doses. And he was drinking the whole time too took those first two doses and his friends are trying to calm him down now that sucks you're on acid and then someone else is on acid and you're like fuck dude i can tell he's getting out of control what are we gonna do you know what i mean (laughs) and it's like i'm just trying to enjoy my trip but you have to worry about someone right so i always abandoned those people (laughs) yeah whenever whenever i was doing drugs and someone was like freaking out and not having a good time, I'd be like, dude, you got to get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> then there'll be two of you guys yeah, freaking I was out. I like, sorry. I'm going to go somewhere where it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, 
if it's like true out of control, like you wouldn't have been able to avoid it in this situation. Mm-hmm. You tell me what you would have done. But between 4 and 5 p.m., Coffee then took two more doses of acid. So now he's four hits deep. And by 8 p.m., he wanted to leave his friends who tried to stop him. And now they're like vacationing in this pretty fancy Bodega Bay neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like they're outsiders. So several members of his of the other party, as I mentioned, they, they, each, took, they each took a half tab. But obviously Kofi took... Uh, Coffee took four doses of the acid, and he had a really bad trip with it, Sonoma County Sheriff Sergeant Spencer Crum told KTVU. Um, So, as as he was hallucinating, police said Coffee punched a woman in the chest and the side and then stabbed a man with a pencil before choking another man and punching a third man in the face. Now, these are his friends. So when you're going off like that on your friends, it's not going to get better, right? Yeah. So what do you do in that situation? As a friend? Do you just kick the shit out of him or what do you... Probably. I think they have, like, they are saying he has, like, fucking, you know, when you're tripping like that, you get superhuman strength, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nothing... Hurts Nothing you. hurts you. That's the scary part. But it sounds like there was multiple people there. They could have stomped his ass out. They might have just, just <laughs> needed to beat the shit out of him. Call the cops. They they eventually did. Um, Speaking as someone who's been stabbed with a pencil before, <laughs> shit. that shit hurts. Oh my god! You got stabbed in the knee. Is that correct? No. Like I just. Oh, you got straight. You, you never been stabbed with a pencil? No. No. By no. someone else or? Yeah. <laughs> That's gangster. I've never been to stabbed. clarify. I've never stabbed my wife. With I've never pencil. been stabbed with anything. <laughs> never. No. Oh, okay. Why right. they stab you? Did you deserve it? No, I never deserve no. anything negative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the 32-year-old was able to get outside of the home after this melee inside, and he got into his rental car, backed into another car behind him. And then he drove toward one of the men who dodged him, and he crashed into the garage of the home that they were renting. Um, his vehicle was lodged into the structure, so he wasn't actually able to, to get back out. Um, and then from there, Coffee took off on foot, and he's just like running down the, the street, and he, he goes into... I saw the Ring video. like He goes into the fucking... Some fancy property... And uh, he encounters this security car, security guard that patrols the subdivision. Um, and you can hear the woman in the house. She's like, this is private property. And uh, it's very, like, you could just tell, because uh, I've seen people on drugs in the same manner. The level of don't give a fuck. He walks by the ring thing, and he sees the security guard, goes right toward him. He's like, do whatever the fuck you got to do. Just on that shit. You know what I mean? Just like... Whatever's going to happen, you know? He picks up a, uh, a landscape light, like a, like a solar one, uh, from the garden area. And then he stabbed the security guard with the metal at the end of it and knocked him on the ground. And in the video, you can hear the security guard. He's like, oh, I need backup. I need backup. He's fucking... I only have a whistle. 
And then he's like, he's, he's commandeered a vehicle. And, and he's like, after stabbing the security guard in the chest, Coffee then stole his truck, which was unlocked and running, and he sped away. Now, they also, in the video, and I'm going to put this up on evilexamined.com, watch with your own caution. This next part is also depicted as well. He then drove straight toward a couple who were walking on the road, and it got caught by a security camera. And dude, it's like a guy and a girl, right? The guy's towards the inside of the road, and the girl's on the outside of the road. But it's like no one drives around there, really. You know, it's, it looks like one of those peaceful areas. Dude, he just fucking plows right over this woman, and, she, and it hits the guy's arm a little bit, and the woman just goes off like this side of the road, and she's just nailed her if dude. that guy had been a real man he would have been walking with her on the inside that's why i brought and, that up and he would have been hit he would have protected her not a gentleman but he didn't no yeah so that's why we do it ladies <laughs> <laughs> so it says that uh he also that she received significant injuries she didn't die thank god but yeah. you watch the video and you'd be surprised i was i was like yo that's an extremely violent collision um, and the man was struck in the arm, but not seriously injured. An enterprise rent-a-car employee said, um, <laughs> what do you call it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm confused by enterprise that, rent-a-car. I, I, that was another part of it. It doesn't oh. really fucking, <laughs> doesn't really matter. How they came into this. So after striking, the expert. after striking the first couple, <laughs> The sheriff's office said that Coffee then drove toward another man and woman who were walking, and he aimed at the woman and hit her with the truck, causing significant injuries. Another woman? So he hit another couple, and I think, like, the man got hit on this one, too. It says he's intentionally running people down, intentionally ran four people down. Sounds like a frustrated virgin. All right. Maybe everyone at the party was getting some, and he was, he was upset that he was alone. You think so? Probably. He went on Running his- around... Running women over? Well, he well ran- when your name's Coffee, it yeah. might, you know, I thought everyone likes you. It's his parents' fault for naming him that. <laughs> he's, he's on that Elliot uh, Rogers <laughs> skit. I don't think that's the case, but John, you're free to speculate, you know? But uh, usually you don't do that. You know? That's what we're here for. It's true. So, uh, and that couple didn't see him coming. That's the fucked up part, is they were all walking the opposite direction. Mm. So he ran up on him. Um, when you Even watch, if they had, they would have just seen a security vehicle, probably like something marked as security, right? With yeah. The truck, like. But like, I think he was kind of driving a little erratic, so they mm-hmm. might have had a second to fucking Move. jump off the side of the road, maybe. Um, the rampage finally came to an end when a sheriff deputy and California Highway Patrol officer arrived. By which time, Coffee had driven through someone's yard, hit a wall, and continued back down the road. The sheriff's office said that when Coffey saw the officers, he turned his truck and drove straight at police, which you could see the body cam video. All these videos are in there. And there's also a disturbing 911 call from one of the friends. And they're like, they were worried that he was going to commit suicide is what they were worried about. Because he had been saying that he was dead. He was he was dead, which I had a, a eerily similar trip where I b- had believed I was dead for a period of time. And then he's like, none of this matters. I'm fucking dead. 
anyway. And they're like, we think he's going to like jump off of something. And in that area, there was like a lot of places you could easily jump off and just go into the ocean. Um, but when he started driving the vehicle back toward the cops, um, they were able to get out and they, uh, they shot him while he was accelerating toward them. He hit into one of the cars and this dude shot him a few times. And, um, it says that coffee was struck at least three times through the windshield and he was airlifted to the hospital along with the first woman that he ran over. He was listed in critical condition at the area hospital, and the woman received significant injuries but were not life-threatening, according to the sheriff's office. If that guy had kept going, who knows what, uh, what he would have done to other people. He was just blatantly going after people and driving over them. Um, the security guard and the second woman hit by the truck were transported to a local hospital by ground ambulance. Uh, but are expected to survive their injuries. And I looked at an updated version. They did survive. Kofi's friends in the house were treated for their injuries. On his Facebook page, it shows that he's a Stanford-educated software engineer. He actually worked for YouTube um, and Microsoft, from what I understand. He ended up being... (laughs) (laughs) He ended up being charged with two counts of attempted murder, three counts of assault with a deadly weapon and one charge of carjacking for the incidents leading up to the officer-involved shooting. He would end up being sentenced to one-year jail term on home confinement. It was later... uh, What do you guys think about that sentence, first of all? Sounds like bullshit. Yeah, it's one year of home. I think he had a good lawyer. Yeah, obviously. Probably he had never been in trouble before in his life. And he's white. He's not white. He's not? What is he? He's um, um, it looks like Asian. Yeah, looks maybe Filipino, something like that. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but he's definitely not white. He probably had a software engineer. Probably had enough money to buy a good lawyer. Uh, or it could be the fact that he received the most serious injuries out of everyone. Uh, and it you know after he was shot multiple times in the head. By Sonoma County Sheriff Deputy. In the head? He, he remains partially paralyzed to this day and mm. is undergoing physical therapy in Southern California. So I don't think he's going on another rampage anytime soon. Um, he pleaded no contest in December of 2020 to the four counts uh, of assault with a deadly weapon and two counts of assault uh, with the vehicle theft. Um, on, honestly, after everything that I watched um, in the whole entire thing, to me, this just looks like the unfortunate case of a true bad trip. He took way too much acid. He believed that he was dead, and he was just completely out of his mind. And even at, after they had shot him, he was just begging them to kill him and shit. You know, like he was all bloody, shot in the fucking head, in cuffs, and like he's just like, kill me. Like, that's that's what I get from it. What do you guys get from it, though? How do you get shot in the head three times that's and still saying. talking? He just seemed like a regular dude. Like his friend, like he seemed like a good dude. Like his friends were generally <coughs> genuinely concerned about him on the nine one one call. Like it just seemed like out of all of these, this one to me just seems like a true party that got out of hand. And dude, you never know how you're gonna react on that shit. Like I've tripped many times. But that last one I did, I was fucking teetering on this type of behavior almost, I thought. 
That's, you know, because he, he said one of the same shit that I said. That I thought I believed I was dead and it took me hours to convince myself, even after I had come down, that I wasn't dead. And uh, I don't know. Your, your brain uh, can trick you into like, you know, you ever have a really vivid dream and it feels real? And, and you almost feel like, you, let's say you're falling off a high spot, you'll almost feel like you're getting the impact and shit. Your brain will trick you into believing anything's reality. Even in his, he, it sounded like he was in GTA and he was like <laughs> thinking everything was fake. It's a virtual reality. It doesn't matter what, what he was doing at that point. It did not matter. It's not reality. That's, yeah. It's you bur- you uh, still sticking with the virgin theory, John? <laughs> yeah. Anything else that you want to add as far as uh frustrated, frustrated sexually. <laughs> Just taking it out on couples. <laughs> what if he thought there were like extra points for hitting them? I don't know. You got a couple that's ten thousand points. I mean it sounds like he had underlying psychological issues that were exacerbated by the by the drugs. You think so? I don't yeah. dude, I don't think that I don't I see I'm of the opinion that if someone Everyone's different as far as taking strong hallucinogenic drugs and that a normal person can do something extraordinary and evil whacked out on some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because you're not yourself, really. Yeah. A whole other player. Have you ever felt out of control? Like where you were just not in control of what you were doing? Um, not really. See, I've felt it only a, only a couple of times. I mean, I've blacked out and done stuff that I don't remember, but I don't think it was... It's never been a situation where um, I felt like what I was doing wasn't something that I, you know, wasn't out of character. Yeah. And I think... I think was it drinking blackout or was yeah, it other stuff too? Drinking. See, I don't know. I think... I get you for drinking. I feel like you'll do stupid shit. Like you might, I mean, worst case scenario, maybe you'll get into a fight with someone, you know? You could do that same shit drinking. It's anytime there's a car involved, you know what I mean? You could, you could have the same exact fucking result. Well, I but I like. think, I don't think you would Not go the stabbing on a, part. I don't think you would go on a rampage. Not purpose. Drinking. I mean, I mean, I suppose it's possible, but I'm just saying, I, I, I do think that the, uh, hallucinogenic drugs, yeah, like drinking would will, will like uh, elevate or enhance your emotions, but I don't think it would warp your reality. That yeah, you're still in the same reality, just more prone to be angry or go off the the top a little bit. But you're not seeing things in like in a whole other fucking reality. That stuff is overwhelming, dude. It is. There's nothing else to compare it to. You no. won't know. You won't know how it is unless you do it. There's right. no way to describe it. Yeah, so I think anyone anyone who has done like a LSD, a DMT, or like a heavy shroom dose can can understand how that shit could get out of control. And there's tons of horror stories about it, and we're going to get into more. Um, any closing comments on uh, the permanent vacation? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's cr- I've, I bet that the people involved kind of feel like the final you know, ending is somewhat of a poetic justice for him. I bet his friends feel really bad though. Cause yeah, I bet friends. his friends are like, he was a good dude and 
he just fucking went off, you know? Like right. I that's what that's what it makes me think, but I mean it could be completely wrong. But you judge, go to www.evilexamine.com to <coughs> listen to watch the video where you can hear the 911 call and also see um, these different phases of the story. They're all pretty much captured. Body camera footage, security footage, uh, all that stuff is there. So moving on to number two, Dastard, Dastardly Dale Nelson. Have you guys heard of Dale Nelson? No. no. Me neither. This was this was weird. So, Sounds like someone I should have heard of, though. <laughs> Dale Nelson. Right? Sounds like, like a race car driver or something. Sounds like yeah. a King of the Hill character. Dale? All right. So Nelson was a logger in Creston, British Columbia, and he was married with three children. He was reportedly a good husband and a kind, caring father, but he was also known to become wild and very aggressive and unpredictable when he drank to excess. An avid sportsman at the year, at the uh, age of 31 years old, he fell into a depressed state in early 1970 and unsuccessfully attempted suicide. He subsequently spent two months in the Riverview Hospital. So he did have that, that suicide attempt, which kind of displays his erratic behavior. And then it would be in September 4th of 1970 when uh, Nelson drove into uh, Creston. He purchased six beers and a bottle of vodka at a liquor store and then drove to the Kootenay Hotel, which is a bar. This guy travels to a bunch of hotel bars. It's kind of weird. So there he drank eight beers with friends. And then the friends say that they chatted about the upcoming hunting season, and they did not. He did not act unusual in any way. He left the tavern and picked up Maureen McKay. I'm sorry. He picked up from Maureen McKay a seven millimeter caliber bolt action rifle that he had loaned her, and then drove back to Creston to purchase ammunition for the gun as well as more alcohol. He went to King George Hotel, which is another bar in that area, where he drank six more beers before joining his friends in a hotel room at 10.30 p.m. for more drinks. So he's just fucking wasted and picking up guns and bullets so far. Just after midnight, he drove, um, he drove to the home of his distant relative, Shirley Whisk, I'm sorry, it's Wask, actually, I think. Knowing her, knowing her husband, Alex, was not home. He beat Shirley with, a, with their home fire extinguisher, and she cried out, No, Dale, don't. And then he tied her hands behind her back, and he left her on the bed. And then he gathered two of his three young relatives, Charlene, age eight, and Tracy, age seven, in the youngest girl's bedroom. Awakened by her mother's cry, 12-year-old Debbie saw Nelson taking Charlene and Tracy into the room. She crept to her mother and untied her hands and then took the fire extinguisher and returned to her own room. That's pretty fucking crazy, right? You're like a little kid. Your mom's been bludgeoned brutally. Your two (coughs) sisters have been taken to another room. And that's pretty ballsy. She crept out there, untied her. Took the fire extinguisher. Scary situation. When she heard Tracy scream, and then the sounds of 
and then the sounds of Nelson at her door. She threw the fire extinguisher through a bedroom window and escaped, running to the McKay household. So Maureen McKay quickly telephoned the Royal Canadian Mounted Police when the girl arrived. Now, this is pretty bizarre. When law enforcement officers arrived at, at the Wisk home, I'm sorry, Wask, I keep saying it wrong, the Wask home, Nelson's truck was still parked outside. Shirley had been beaten to death with a fire extinguisher, and Tracy had died from multiple stab wounds. And Charlene had been set free into the woods nearby. So two of the girls, thankfully, were able to get away, but the mom and then, you know, the other daughter, Tracy, had, had been murdered. The police immediately drove to Nelson's household where they evacuated his wife, Annette, and his children, fearing that they might be the next targets. When they returned to the Wask home 15 minutes later, they were stunned to realize that Nelson had been at the scene of the crime and driven away with Tracy's body (laughs) as soon as they left. (sighs) What? So they did not properly search the crime scene. He was there. His car was parked outside. And he got away right there. That's a pretty big bumble, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. So shortly afterward, uh, Isabel St. Amon, who lived a few kilometers down the road from the Wasks, phoned the police to report that there's a man here with a gun. By the time police arrived, um, her common-law husband, Ray Phillips, and their three sons, Paul, age 10, Brian, age 7, and Roy, age 18 months, had all been shot in the head. Their 8-year-old daughter, Kathy, was missing, and the police immediately launched a manhunt, employing bush pilots to scour the countryside for Nelson's truck. The vehicle was found on the afternoon of September 5th, stuck in a ditch, and when police searched it, they found a bloody hammer and the dismembered remains of Tracy, of Tracy Wask scattered around the area. 150 residents, the 150 residents of West Creston were moved into Creston for their own safety as police continued the search for Nelson. Dale was located late in the afternoon of September 6th in a shack in the woods near his home and surrendered to police without incident. He told them that Kathy was dead, pointed out the location of her body on the map, and admitted to committing all eight murders. He was put on trial for the murders of the eight, of eight-year-old Kathy Rose, um, who he had also sodomized, and seven-year-old Tracy Wask, whose organs he tore out of her and attempted to eat. Represented by attorney Emmy Morgan, Nelson was found guilty in March of 1971 despite a plea of criminal insanity brought about by his heavy drinking and addiction to LSD. So he was... He claims that he was also on LSD at the time, and I guess he was a frequent habitual user. He was sentenced to life imprisonment. Prosecutors say that uh, should he ever get paroled at any time, that they would put him on trial for the remaining six murders that they say he committed, which is kind of weird, but I guess maybe they wanted to spare the family the pain of going through the horrific details of all the other ones. Mm. And that wouldn't end up being necessary anyway because Dale Nelson died of throat cancer while in prison. Fuck him. It's pretty fucked up, huh? Yeah. 
You can be addicted to LSD. I don't know if it qualifies as addicted, but I mean, you could be addicted to anything if you like it enough, I guess. You might not be able to be um, chemically, physically addicted, but you could be mentally, psychologically addicted to stuff. That's true. That's crazy. The 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 cops really dropped the ball. They could have saved a bunch of people if they would have took the time, check out everything thoroughly. Literally, it would have been two people dead instead of eight, right? That's not. But they were like trying to protect his family because they thought that was like the next thing. Yeah, but yeah, only, like one cop. I mean, can a couple right. cops stay and a couple cops? Right. Can... They make it seem like it's a real rural. Ni- yeah, like rural and if nice loggers. Still though. Like you said, you gotta. You might just have to split up. You know. Yeah. Like, you don't. You don't not thoroughly investigate the crime scene. Someone's got to stay. You don't. You know what I mean? His car's still there. Did, do you think they did like not it? <laughs> that's how. Know. That's how it works, right? Absolutely. That's well, crazy. We that's pretty fucked and up. And cops one. probably can't say shotgun if they want like the front seat because <laughs> then it's like a thing. <laughs> the shotgun usually is like in the front seat, right? As well, yeah, yeah. Now this next one's a classic that I know. I believe all three of you will immediately recognize just by the name: the Miami Cannibal Attack. Is this the guy that was on bath salts? Oh, that's what they say. Yeah. But okay, we may yeah. have some clarification on the that. The face eater. The face eater. Yeah. The Miami cannibal. The dude. zombie dude. There was actually a whole wave of bizarre crimes of this nature that took place all around the same time. And that's the last three that I have are actually all from this era. But the other two are uh, lesser known. This was sort of the uh, popularized one. Um, and it was crazy because I remember... Do, do you guys remember when it happened in like... People were like, dude, there's fucking zombies. Like, people yeah. were, were kind of like saying, like, oh, people, it's turning people into zombies. There's an outbreak like, of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It was, it was creepy, but there was, you know, only a few isolated cases, but they're incredibly bizarre and brutal. Um, yeah. So, this one, the, the Miami cannibal attack uh, occurred May 26 of 2012 when Rudy Eugene assaulted Ronald Pop. Popolo, Popo, <laughs> Popolo, Popo, yeah. Um, on the his name was Rudy Eugene. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good, huh? Tragic. What a shitty name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was on the MacArthur Causeway in Miami, Florida. So during this 18-minute filmed encounter, and I did look up the footage again, but it's like. I don't know if you guys remember it. It's like very obscured. Like the overpass of the highway is blocking most of it. And you can kind of just see their naked feet <laughs> at the bottom. And they're laying next to each other. It's fucking weird. Uh, but during the 18-minute filmed encounter, Eugene, who was who stripped himself nude, accused Popo of stealing his Bible. He beat him <laughs> unconscious and removed Popo's pants and bit off most of Popo's face above the beard, including his left eye. Leaving him blind in both. That's like what chimps do. He was like he went. He was in like a primal. He yeah. chimped out. Chimp state. I. But don't you feel so far like I think aside from the other dude Dale, like he was less primal to me. Like, but the but the first dude, he was pretty primal, just doing fucking crazy shit. I feel like when you tripping hard, sometimes you revert to that stuff. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't bite anyone's nose and shit. That's what, like, exactly what chimps do. They, like, bite fingers, penises, and noses and shit off. So he took off the yeah. pants but went for the face? Yeah, that's just bizarre, Lord. right? <laughs> but he's a man of the Lord, so it kind of makes sense here. But as a result of the incident he shocking... He have the Bible in there, too, you know? So. Like, oh, he was searching here? for the Bible. Yeah. Is it under your nutsack? <laughs> nope, I don't My see My Bible. <laughs> as a result of the incident shocking nature and subsequent worldwide media coverage, because you remember, this thing blew up. Yeah. Um, Eugene came to be dubbed the Miami Zombie, as well as the Causeway Cannibal. The act ended with Eugene when he was fatally shot by a Miami police officer. Although family, friend, family and friends have filled in details of Eugene's life, the reason for the attack remains unclear. Eugene, 31, employed at a car wash at the time, was divorced uh, was a divorced former high school football player with a series of petty criminal arrests from the age of 16 until most recently in 2009. Papo, 65, a graduate of Manhattan's Study Vescent High School, was homeless and had long been presumed dead by his estranged family. That's fucked up, huh? Right. I mean, like, the only thing... How old was the one, the cannibal guy again? Uh, he was... 31, yeah. And they're still like, the only thing they have to say about him is that he played high school football. Uncle he Rico. worked at a car wash, too. <laughs> Don't forget that. It's, it's Uncle Rico. <laughs> and, and this is an interesting part, because I feel like this is a bit of an urban legend in some respects to the bath salt portion of it, because I, to this day, I had always believed that it was the bath salt thing. And that's what everybody speculated, because there was a lot of people wigging out on that. Um, but it says, while police sources speculated that the use of a street drug like bath salts may have been a factor, uh, experts have expressed doubt to their, def- to their definitiveness. Toxicology reports uh, were only able to identify marijuana, and the ultimate cause of Eugene's behaviors remains unknown. So I don't know, I don't know how fast bath salts goes in and out of your system. Um, I probably should have researched that, but... Also, like, would they even show up on a toxicology report? Like, at that point, did people know to look for it? Like, I don't even know what it's made of. Well, they were talking about it at the time. Mm. So, yeah, I think they would have known. Um, And it sounds like... But maybe that's part of it. Maybe it just it can't show up. I don't know. We'll have to check into it. I feel like this won't be the last time we broach this topic on the show. Right. So maybe that's a little more meat on the bone for later. Don't you know I'm toxic? Bath salts, that's crazy. So what do you guys think? The Miami Cannibal. Was that during the time where, uh, was it Crocodilus or Croc... That, that fucking weird drug made out made up of like gasoline and shit was like melting people's flesh <laughs> off their bone. That looked like zombie shit. Yeah. I don't know if that's around the, t- the same time as... Well, I feel like spice was another thing that... People, people, the synthetic weed. I mean, we had a couple oh, yeah, of cases, spice. right? Uh, Chandler Jones, the guy oh, yeah. who used to play for the Patriots, wound up in his underwear in front of the police station at like two in the morning or some shit, just like out of his mind, you know. And that that's stuff that people can buy like over the counter anywhere. You're not supposed to smoke it, but people do, and they start wigging out. May or may not have smoked it once or twice. <laughs> Why are you not supposed to smoke it? 
it's not it's 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 not it's like a potpourri. Um, oh. It's not like made to smoke, but just people do it because it gets you super fucked up. Watch the Doctor Phil on smoking spice if you get a chance. Oh. Maybe we could put that up on the website. People smoke anything. I, I've Didn't, seen. Isn't that where you got the idea? Was <laughs> from Dr. watching Phil, yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> Me uh, and Brian got real bored one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard uh, there was a trend uh, briefly of like kids smoking like bed bugs and shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Don't bring that. Don't bring anything but facts to this show. <laughs> you can get fucked up on nutmeg. Oh, yeah. Have I heard of that, it? too. No, I haven't done it. Nutmeg. Tried it when I was younger, but I couldn't figure out how to get it like lit. I think you have to be careful because you have to use a lot, but if you, it's, it can be like super poisonous, too. Oh. <laughs> Does what? it cause brain so damage? It's, it's, hard, it's hard to, I think, get the dose correct because... I don't want to graze over this bed bugs thing now. <laughs> Fucking explain yourself. That's all I know, man. I you heard see it a, on TikTok. <laughs> no, it was before TikTok. There, there was just reports of kids doing that. That's the latest thing. Like, they ran out of ideas. So they, hey, let's smoke up some bed bugs and shit. <laughs> they were getting. I don't know if they got high off of it, but they were doing it. Well, there's frogs and stuff you can lick. <laughs> yeah, I know the frogs. Yeah. So it's possible that there's certain insects that have chemicals in their bodies that could make people hallucinate. I mean, <laughs> if they have bed bugs, it just seems unsanitary. But it seems it seems like they were probably just fucking around, like when oh. kids in my high school would snort spree. Yeah, what's, what's spree? Spree like this, the um, candy, like oh. the oh. sweet tarts. They would crush them up into a powder and we'll snort them. Damn, you went to a gangster school? Not really. <laughs> And then the Tide it's Pods, exact remember that? Actually. <laughs> remember the Tide Pods mm-hmm. thing that was going on? Yeah, yeah eating Tide Pods. They do look like really fun to bite into. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's they how really they get do. You. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, evilexamine at gmail.com if you've ever smoked a bed bug or if uh, we want to hear the most fucked up, unconventional drugs you've done. Don't do them again, but let us know. Let us know uh, if you learned any lessons. Don't waste our time with cough syrup either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody knows you could trip balls yeah. if you drink a half a NyQuil. But who's ready to move on to Big Lurch? Is that a rapper? Lurch. It is. Has oh, anyone sure. ever heard of Big Lurch? No. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. Me, me neither, really. Which is ironic because uh, he was a horrorcore rapper, which I liked horrorcore a lot. That's your shit. So when I was you know when I was younger, I used to listen to it all the time, but I'd never heard of this guy. Uh, so, and for anyone who doesn't know what horrorcore is, it's basically songs about you know horror movie related topics, serial killers, violence, you name it. See our episode, the horrorcore murders, for a full history and in depth analysis into the crimes that the genre inspired. Uh, luckily for you all, though, Big Lurch was not covered in that episode, so this is some exclusive shit. Yeah. Big Lurch, otherwise known as Antron Singleton, was born in 1975 in Fort Worth, Texas, although some sources say it was Compton, California. Antron. <laughs> yeah, Antron. That's pretty cool, right? Antron. Like, were his parents watching like uh, the Autobots or something? When um, that's speculation, but it's, uh, I'm not going to rule it out. Transformers. I'm not singleton. I'm not willing to rule it out. But he's he's a rap artist whose career was uh mostly underground. 
But he also was well known, you know, in some circles, like those underground circles. But throughout his music career, Singleton worked with such Bay Area rappers as Too Short, Mac Dre, RBL Posse, Sibo, E40, and the New Orleans based Mystical. Yo, some heard of the last two. Some decent names there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Established names. E40, E40 is cool. That, yep, nope song, right? That song's awesome. Yeah. Two Short's like kind of a cl- Two Short's been around forever. Yeah. Um Sibo, I I listened to him's and Brother Lynch's Hung's album. But uh, a car accident in which Lurch broke his neck is seen by many as maybe the tipping point to the horrific events that would eventually transpire in April of 2012. After the car wreck, he started using PCP and smoking cigarettes dipped in embalming fluid regularly. So have you guys ever heard of that? In, in New York, it was pretty popular. The rapper Cage used to do it. He would dip his cigarettes in embalming fluid and get dusted and just fucks you all kinds of crazy up, you know? Never heard of that? I have. Yeah. Where can you buy that? <laughs> you got to get it from the, the funeral folks. So they will, I seriously, they will go. But it's like you get one bottle of wormwood and it's like, you know, you dip a cigarette in it and you dry it and it's like, that's good for mad cigarettes. You know what I mean? It's not, What? it's only a little bit of fluid. It's like. So you done that? No, I never did that. I tried uh, absinthe one time, which is made out of wormwood, right? Like, yeah. And but that's supposed to be hallucinogenic too. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything on it? No, it didn't do shit. And like, they did it like the real way. It was I with the sugar what cube. Country I was in. Yeah, but they did it with like the sugar cube and stuff. And it was like I was so excited because I was like, oh, I'm gonna see something. No, nothing. Oh, that sucks. Yo. And then it's like I don't like that flavor either. So it's black licorice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got some Americanized absinthe. Just, just hoping, you know. It fucking sucked though. Yeah. And I hate black licorice too. So. The nastiest thing out there. Ugh. As far as candy. <laughs> but it was after one of these sessions when Singleton murdered Tanisha. Yas. Yeah. So, <laughs> you so, can't uh, say that after she's murdered. Oh, yeah, true. Anyway, right? <laughs> oh, no. Amendment. Apologies. We'll, uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> I'm too lazy for all that, but we just apologize. How about yeah. that? Call it even. So his roommate was, uh, you know, that, that was his roommate. He lived with Tanisha in his apartment. Um, her boyfriend, Thomas Moore, testified that he had been there with Singleton the prior evening. And they'd been smoking, uh, you know, angel dust, PCP, that entire evening, I guess. When they found... Is that made out of the pipe? What's that? (laughs) The pipe? PCP. PVC PCP grade. So the... the, You smoke it out of a PVC pipe, right? That's how you smoke PCP. You can. I I think that's the preferred method. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Carry on. No, that's good information for anyone out there. Getting ready to, Go to fire up some PCP. <laughs> so, um, sadly, uh, Tanisha, the victim, was found in her apartment by her friend Alyssa Allen. Her chest had been torn open, and a three-inch blade was broken off into her shoulder blade. Teeth marks were found on her face and lungs, which had been torn from her chest. 
Eyewitnesses report that Singleton was seen running down the street chewing on a lung. When he was picked up by police, he was naked in the middle of the street, covered in blood and staring at the sky. A medical examiner performed uh, a medical examination performed shortly after his capture found human flesh in his stomach, which was not his own. He claimed that after the crime, he had no recollection of the events. On November 7, 2003, he was sentenced to life in prison. Um, he had been convicted of murder with aggravated mayhem uh, the previous June after pleading not guilty by reason of insanity at the time of the murder. The court ruled that his, intoxicated, that his intoxication and plea of insanity were not satisfactory reasons for committing the crime. And he also would release an album from prison, uh, which was panned by critics. And uh, the mother of the victim would sue them uh, for money for putting him on and shit. What do you guys think about Big Lurch chewing on lungs? Pretty fucked up, speechless. huh? Speechless. I was just thinking of the cannibal stuff. You know what's a really good cannibal movie is Ravenous. I love it. Yeah, it's a tremendous movie. I haven't seen that one. You haven't I seen fucking that? Love mm-hmm. it. It's the one where it's like kind of a western, and they're in these these uh, these guys are in the the army, and they're in these forts out in like the wilderness, and they start like uh, eating each other. And getting like powers and stuff. Yeah, the concept is like you consume the flesh of the man and you you become more powerful. So the people who are doing it are getting like stronger and shit. And it's just savage. David Arquette's in it too. And uh, Guy Guy Pierce is in it. Robert Carlyle. Yeah. He's phenomenal in it. Yeah, it's a really, really good movie. Ooh, I've got to watch that. I think it's on one of the free streams right now too. We came across it, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like it might be on Prime. Check it out, guys. That's a good one. Hmm. So. Maybe then he was trying to do that, like because he was smoking those embalming fluid cigarettes. That's gotta fuck with your lungs. So maybe he was trying to gain the power of her lungs yeah. by chewing on them. But whenever I hear like cannibal or like uh, face biting kind of stories and shit like that, I always like think about my teeth and if I could even actually like bite through somebody or like bite through flesh. I don't think I could do it. You definitely. You could, you have the physically. I'd have to yeah. use my back teeth. <laughs> I'm sure you could use your front teeth, but I mean, it's like... It's chewy. It's just you're grossed out by it. Yeah. Obviously, because you're not a fucking psychopath. Right. I wonder what his songs were about. I, I listened to a couple of them, and it's like, Hey, lucky you like Michael Myers, Jason Freddy. <laughs> that type of shit. <laughs> what? Jeffrey Dahmer in this bitch. Like, no, it's Jeffrey funny. He's, dude, he was so like... he's bragging about it? What a piece of shit. Well, I think that was... The one I was listening to was like before. Oh, before. So it wasn't the album he released during his... I don't think prison. so. I can't be 100% sure. But it's funny. His name, Big Lurch, came... That was like his second name. Because um, it said he looked like the dude from the Adams Family, Lurch. <laughs> oh, my God. But there is an interview with him um, that Vlad TV does after he's been incarcerated about the crime and everything. I didn't get a chance to listen to it because it was over an hour. That might be something worth checking out, though, if you guys are interested in the case. Very bizarre. And also, so there you go. This is the Miami Cannibal and this one both happened at almost the same time. 
So both in 2012. And our last story from 2012, and I do have one short bonus at the end for you guys. But our last story of 2012 that goes with this trifecta, man bites dog. Oh, no, not the dog. Police reportedly said that Michael Teron Daniel told his housemates that he was on a bad trip after taking the synthetic drug K2 and he began attacking them. So this is the shit I'm telling you about, which is the synthetic weed that you're not supposed to fucking smoke, but people do. So outside the home, yeah, he started attacking them inside the home. And then he he assaulted this other dude that lived with them outside of the home. So he was just like all kinds of bugging and shit. Sergeant W. Patrick Swanton of the Waco Police Department said that when a neighbor tried to intervene, Daniel got down on his hands and knees and began barking and growling like a dog. So how do you, how do you guys approach that? Well, you got to analyze and see what kind of breed he is first i feel like it'd be really easy to like kick him in the stomach yeah down on his hands and right in the ribs kick yeah. him in the nuts yeah let's say you got a dog too oh right from the back right yeah yeah, yeah. you want to try to like give him a treat i <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs> like Shh, sit yeah just, who's a just good tell boy him to sit yeah who's a good boy he chased the neighbor in dog formation and, and into the house. So he chased. I have to ask. Okay, so is he on his knees or he's like on his back feet? He's crouched? on all fours. Because Yo. if you're chasing like on your like horsey style or pretending you're a dog with the knees on the ground, you can't go that fast. Like yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not as scary. But but you if have you to, have like in the back of your head, you need to think that he could just simply stand up at any moment as well. <laughs> right, he could evolve. <laughs> I know it's hard to. It's a transformer situation. It's hard to. Uh, well, well, go ahead. Did you have something? No, that's it. All right. Yeah, that's enough, right? I mean, you could just simply stand up. You could have forgotten how. It's true, but the threat is there. You don't break character. Yeah. Daniel then allegedly turned his drug fueled rage to a spaniel mix, who uh, <laughs> belonged to one of his housemates. Beating and choking the animal. According to the... I love it. That's the only time you guys go, oh, the whole time. Well, he like, hasn't baby's hit. getting shot in the head, fucking sodomy to a kid. No. Well, the... Uh, a the, dog gets a smack, though. Oh. The listeners can't see my reaction to yeah, those other things. The other ones are with their I'm face. just saying, it's <laughs> funny that there's a certain pet peeve with animals. People just like animals more than people. Pet peeve. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting psychology here today on Evil Examine. According to the report, notice John didn't give a fuck about anything. Oh, he's been consistent. uh, What a heartless (laughs) prick. But uh, do you want to defend it? I'm awing internally. Yeah, that's true. I see it in his eyes. But according to the report, uh, Swanton said that Daniel then took a bite out of the dog, ripping pieces of flesh away and eating them. Police arrived to find Daniel sitting on the front porch with the dog's carcass on his lap. Swanton said, there was blood and fur around his mouth, blood and fur on his clothing. Daniel was in some kind of catatonic state, and he did not respond to the officers at first. But when he snapped out of it, he asked the officers to tase him or fight him to snap 
to snap him out of his bad trip. Swanton said the officers declined and an ambulance took him to a nearby hospital where he was treated and later released. Daniel was later arrested at a Waco, at the Waco store where he worked and was charged with cruelty to a non-livestock animal, which is a felony. And I got to say props to the police here. If someone's eating a dog and uh, it seemed like they used restraint a little bit, like you could see a situation, someone on a bad trip eating a dog, how that could go sideways real fast. You know what I mean? Mm. Is it worse to commit a crime against a livestock animal? Well, apparently it is. No, pr- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Probably worse for a non-livestock animal. Mm. The right, li- the livestock animals are treated more like property, probably. Yeah, because they could be sl- like they can be slaughtered for right. meats and shit like that. Yeah. Whereas a dog, you know, they looked at differently. But at I least wonder if tasing would work. Tasing to snap, snap you, you out of it, yeah, like Maybe. an electric shock. If he feels it, right? I've seen people get like just walk through tasers like nothing. That's true. Like if you're on a fucking trip, especially like you've seen people raging on PCP naked in the middle of the ghetto and then they get fucking tased up and they're just like oh they just keep going dude there's an infamous clip of this black guy he's like he's getting tased is he the like one he's that arguing? shits on the car too i don't know if he shits on a car oh. but the clip is a, is a short clip and he's like he's arguing with some uh, lady and then the officer tases him and he has a cigarette he's like he gets tased and he's like he turns to her I'm going to get you, bitch. <laughs> well, he's got to taste. He's not even reacting to it. He's like, I'm going to get you, bitch. <laughs> it's funny. That's scary. That's like some Michael Myers shit right, right there. Well, his housemates declined to press charges, uh, to press assault charges on him. According to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, K2 is also known as spice. Uh, it's a mixture of herbs and spices that is usually sprayed with a compound similar to THC. The psychoactive component in marijuana. Mm. Recently, over-the-counter bath salts was implicated in an attack in which a growling naked man chewed off most of a homeless man's face before being shot dead by the police in Miami, which is the Miami cannibal case that we covered. So you can see this is sort of during that weird panic Mm -hmm. time. But what do you guys have to say about Man Bites Dog? Um any any feedback? I mm. wish the dog bit him. Yeah, I wish the yeah, I wish it would have turned out differently. I wish the dog would have mauled him and shit and ate him. You know what? The and then f- the dog like got the drugs in the dog system somehow. <laughs> Sounds like this guy was like, I like that. Yeah, and walked too much of a pussy to attack people, so he went after like a dog. Well, he tried, didn't he? He tried to attack people, yeah. Yeah. but they were faster on foot. I don't know that his um it was really about bravado. He was on all fours acting like a dog. I'm not sure that maybe he was thinking unclear potentially with this one. What do you think, John? I think maybe <laughs> if he had more balls, he would have tried yeah, to try to, to eat a person. <laughs> yeah, that's how you really Yeah, like the other contestants on the list <laughs> yeah. this week. You know, these guys had balls. They're the real alpha dogs. He's he's no big lurch. I think the fucked up part is Is that this guy probably You know Got done with jail and everything And is leading a normal life right now But 
and you might be sitting next to this dude on the bus. He ate a fucking dog at some point. You think he has a taste for dog now? Like, he thinks about it and he's like, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> "What does he do?" Like, <laughs> what he licks he? his lip, his, his like lip and shit. How does it? <laughs> when he sees it's a nothing, Pomeranian, he's like, oh, "Nothing worse than the sound of like people eating, like when it's just the sound." Oh yeah, like on the radio or something. Yeah, like lip smacking. Well, I work for a help desk, and a lot of people call in, and they they fucking eat their food while talking to me and shit. It's the worst. And like, <laughs> yeah, I have an issue with my uh, wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. Oh man. Uh, well, are you guys ready for the bonus story? Bonus. I didn't even mean to mean to include this. I just miscounted. I couldn't count to five properly, and I did two number threes. So why not? This is a sweet bonus. Were you on the angel dust? Yo, I was on that spice, my brother. <laughs> but all right, the shroom of doom is what I call this one. Ooh. So a question for JP. Okay. What's the craziest thing <laughs> you ever done on a shroom trip? Uh, pretty much mutilated my body <laughs> by scratching it like <laughs> obsessively one night. Yeah, I've been there. That was not, I guess not that bad. I didn't really... It's only on the surface. But then you kept going like, uh, and like, and like <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I did. <laughs> I just woke up to you guys telling me all this shit, and then you know me taking a shower and it burns because all the fucking scratches and shit. Uh. And uh, yeah, um, that's a good one. And me thinking I was dead at the Incubus concert that was pretty, pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you know what I'm talking about with the yeah. death, the death thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I uh, I thought I was a ghost. Sorry. If only we were so fortunate. No. <laughs> it was beautiful though. It was beautiful. It wasn't scary. Well, it was the weight lifted, right? Didn't I felt yeah. the, I felt all the problems, everything is just I was like, gone. yo, I don't even have to like I don't remember how to do my job, so I don't have to go to work anymore. And <laughs> like I don't I don't even know how to drive a car, so I'm just gonna chill here yeah. for the rest of eternity. Yeah. And you know, watch Incubus play and shit. And it really, just really, seems possible, right? Like Yeah, everything was possible at that moment. I was like, wow. A lot of cool people here. I wouldn't mind spending, you know, the rest of my life here just chilling. Yeah. And while while we've taken hallucinogenics uh, multiple occasions, we do recommend, uh, you know, if you're not in a good state of mind, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, be very careful um, because, as you can see, there's a. I don't. I don't really fuck with like. L- I've done LSD a few times. Don't really do it anymore. Um, shrooms though I do like until that last trip was super intense and usually you'll hear people say like oh nothing that bad will happen if you're on shrooms and I think this is a story I always refer back to because something real bad can happen and it did happen in this case so you have to be careful with your drug use but inside the house was a, um, a blood and gore fest why it's and this is about two MMA fighters that went on a shroom trip together. Wyatt's sparring partner, 21-year-old Taylor Powell, or what was left of him, sat on the couch naked. On further examination, Powell's chest had been cut open like a butchered pig, and his heart had been removed, as was his tongue. Much of the skin on his face had been ripped off. Powell's heart was found charring in a nearby burning stove. Officers uh, who arrived on the scene asked him what the hell happened, 
and the deranged Jared Wyatt offered a chilling reply, I killed him. Making matters even worse and more mind-bogglingly horrific, an autopsy later revealed Wyatt had removed Powell's organs while he was still alive. According to the witness, the duo had ingested hallucinogenic mushrooms prior to the violence and the situation deteriorated from there. And they, or at the very least Wyatt, believed that they were engaged in a struggle between God and the devil. And it's crazy because, I've, <laughs> again, this is something that came up during our trips that people thinking about they were God or that, like, Mike thought that God had fucking taken hold of his body and took him for a drive. And he just <laughs> opened the basement door fucking screaming. <clears throat> and, like, all these, all these things with God come into play, too, like, when you're tripping. And, uh... If you I think guess, about it, we kind of dodged bullets. You never know. One of these trips might be, you know, might lead one of us towards a dark path like that. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's scary. Like, it could have, we had a probability of it happening to any of us at any point. Oh, yeah. Luckily, you haven't. I never understood that more than that last one. And that's why I wanted to bring this one up specifically. And we had some good ones. Some amazing ones. Where you never happy. have dark times. <laughs> Nope. It's all happy, like 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 sometimes it's like the most magical time, like just amazing and then hilarious, right? Some yeah. sometimes it's just funny. Everything's yeah. funny. Then other times. <laughs> Those well, other times. Yeah. That the Incubus concert, it was a it was both ends of the spectrum because I had a great time towards the end of it, but in the beginning everyone was like <clears throat> it was it was really scary actually, now that I think about it, because before I like Went into my catatonic state for a couple, of, like for an hour. Uh, I was seeing people. You remember, like Last of Us, the clickers. Yeah. People were like moving around, like like clickers and shit, like waves of them, like almost like a hive mind, and they were like clicking and shit. Like I couldn't hear their their words. It just sounded like noise, like uh, radio frequent uh, frequencies and shit coming out of their mouth, and it was terrifying. It's like the fuck. <laughs> like it's almost like a veil. Uh, uncovered and shit and I was seeing people for what they were a bunch of high mind <laughs> creatures and shit and so sick human bodies it was crazy you always learn something but the moral of this one is don't take shrooms with your sparring partner I guess because <laughs> um, Wyatt was playing the part of God and he vanquished the unfortunate Mr. Powell whom the former uh, you know whom he perceived as uh, Satan himself according to the court documents Wyatt pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and mayhem charges. Uh, I feel like we're getting a lot of mayhem charges, and that's we're learning about what it actually is. It is true mayhem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that was in September of 2012. So again, this was a, uh, 2012 was like the year of hallucinogenic murders, it felt like. Um, the former MMA fighter agreed to a plea deal in which he would serve 50 years to life in prison, electing not to go to trial. Uh, as to save Terrell Powell's family, the misery of recounting the young man's unimaginably gruesome demise. Absolutely horrendous stuff here, guys. A grim reminder that while you're not going to die from a shroom overdose, you can't guarantee nobody else will as a result of your bad trip. Yeah. Rolling the dice every time. 
Everyone must have thought the world was ending because of the Mayan calendar thing, 2012. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's huge. They wanted to go out with what a thing. A... <laughs> I think we figured it out. <laughs> any uh, any feedback, guys, on these uh, these terrible tweakers? Well, I'll ask you, what do you guys think is the worst tweaker? Out of those three? Or the most horrific uh, out of everything. Everything we went the, over. The five. The six. Um, Probably the guy that killed all the, like, eight people. The eight people. Yeah. The drunker like guy. hands down, the yeah. kids and stuff. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, the alcohol was the worst out of all the drugs. He may six. have been on LSD, but, oh, I, yeah. I, but I do think that that's a good point you made. Alcohol, the most accepted of all, right? Was the most brutal. Oh, no, I, wouldn't, I don't know. The, the guy eating the lung, that was pretty brutal. Eating the face off. But he killed more people. Yeah. So overall, that that is the most horrific, but probably not the most gruesome. Yeah. You said he sodomized an eight-year-old. That's pretty. But when I think of gruesome, I think of like gory kind of. Like chest ripping. You know? Like most of these people were shot in the head, I think. And when I think of gruesome, I just, I don't know. That lung one is crazy to me. He was eating a fucking lung running down the street That's some like Mortal Kombat shit. Kind of gruesome. Yeah. Outlandish. I would have used it like a balloon to see if that, you know. <laughs> you're sick. Yeah. You're, you're sick-minded, but on that note, <laughs> I, th- I guess it's probably time. Does anyone have anything else, or are we good to wrap? Yeah, Big we lurch. Wrap. Big lurch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we thank you guys all for listening to the Evil Examined podcast. And we hope you enjoyed Terrible Tweakers. Head over to www.evilexamined.com to check out all of our content and backlog. And if you want to donate to the show, if you're so inclined, you can definitely do that. Or share it um, on your social media. That helps. Rate the podcast. Um, share some stories subscribe. with us. Yeah, share some stories. Uh, we haven't had any uh, listeners reach out in a little while. Go for it. Send us yeah. something fucked up. Either the email you can, on Facebook, and you can send a, send some cool shit over there. Cool shit, John. It's been tremendous. I mean, you're just a basket of joy again, as usual. God bless. Until next week, where we will be covering um, Aileen. I was killed her last name. Bornos. Uh, Bornos, right? From the uh, monster movie, you guys watched that with um, Charlene. Charlene, Charlene, yeah, her. Fucking (laughs) Charlene, Charlene, Christina Adams family. Charlene Terror. What was her name? Ah, Christina Ricci is the other person in the movie. Theron, Theron? Charlize Theron. Theron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got an award for that one. (laughs) She won an award for that one. Yeah, so all you got to do is ugly yourself up and. It was quite the transformation, but yeah, we'll co- we'll cover that that's next. All, that's all you got to do. <laughs> get the uh, get the Academy Award for Make people it. to take you seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you guys got something to look forward to next week. We'll see you on Evil Examined. They're, they're extra-dimensional beings that uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Life with dignity, don't lay down with tears and agony. Living, you're looking at death. It's-
the one who looks at it. Living is much, much more difficult. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going to, to kill them. Most of them assume it's a rape or something like that. It was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter, but it blood. It didn't matter man, woman, child. At first, they thought it was a pack of savage dogs. But when they looked closer, they knew it was humans. We left the curse. Straight! We left the curse. We left the gates. A fire and death. We left the gates. Oh, this is not nice. We left the curse. We left the curse. On her? On her! Future generations. Future generations! Generations!